Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another amazing Wednesday speaker series event here in this Facebook group. I bring these to you guys every single week, experts and amazing people that are doing great things in this world. And tonight is no exception. I have my friend Dana Danawi here, and I am so thrilled to introduce her to you, not just because she's an expert and she's going to bring amazing information to, to tell you here tonight, but she is a successful working health coach. And I think that's such a cool thing when we can see examples of people doing beautiful, great work in this world that we are all aspiring to do as well. And I'm just really thrilled because I know how amazing Dana is and the, the information she has to share with you. She's a friend of mine. We have a really cool story. We met in Greece last year and um, I just knew right away what a special person she was. And I'm so glad we've stayed connected. So welcome, Dana. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so, so much, Nicole. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. Uh, yeah, I think we, it's safe to say we hit it off in Mykonos. <laughs> yeah, okay. we, we had a good time. We had a good time. And yeah, I'm a health coach. I've been a health coach for seven years now. And I am so happy to be able to have this opportunity to come in here and help all you health coaches, practitioners with anything that you might have questions around. I'll share my experience, what I did wrong, what I feel I'm doing right, because it does take time. It does take time to reach a point where you can say, oh, I'm actually a working health coach, as Nicole said. Yes. I think that's one of the biggest things is like, and I did a live training about this not too long ago in this group where a lot of us just keep thinking, well, when I get there, when I get there, and and I like that you just said that because whether you have clients or not, you're already a working health coach yeah. because essentially you're working to get your business off the ground. And once you do have your first client, you are officially a working health coach. It might not look like what you know and want it to look like down the road, yeah. but you're a working health coach as soon as you start helping people. You are. I mean, I don't know how many of, of you here graduated from IIN, but as soon as I got my halfway certificate, when I did it, it was a year long program. So when I got it at six months and I got my first free client, I felt like I'm a working health coach. Like that's it. Somebody's actually working with me. Yeah, she's working for free, but she's committed. I'm committed. I'm meeting her every week. I'm walking her through the process. I think the biggest surprise for me was not that I was a health coach, but that I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, that was, that's what hit me more than, oh my gosh, I'm a working health coach. It was like, oh crap, I'm also running a business now. So how does that work? So it was sort of having to align both those things together and then figuring it out as a lot of it, you figure out as you go along, but definitely from day one, from my six months certificate, I was a working health coach. Love that. That's awesome. From the very first person that you took on. I mean, you were transforming a life. 
whether they paid you with their time and attention and and showed up because they wanted to help you get experience or they actually paid you for your services. Either way, you're helping somebody transform their life. And that's what we all set out to do when we wanted to become health coaches. Definitely. And that's what we're still doing. Yeah. You might, I mean, it evolves, right? Like from, from what I was helping my first client do to what I'm help, currently helping my clients do. And I've evolved more from general health and weight loss to now I help women balance their hormones. That's been a, a journey. And that's, I think one of the biggest learning curves is allowing yourself to evolve and not be stuck with one niche or one purpose or one idea of what it means to be a health coach. And for me, the biggest thing was following myself. Like all these women were attracted to me because I was going through very similar stages in my life as they were. And this is what helped me evolve. And what when I would have sort of resistance around like my latest evolution the past couple of years was coaching around hormones. Mm-hmm. And I was so resistant around that. I'm like, but I, what do I know about hormones? I'm not a hormone specialist. I'm not, I didn't study hormones. I didn't go to IN to, to teach or, you know, work with hormones. But the reality was all the problems that the women were coming to me with were the same problems that I was having. And they were all under this big umbrella of, of hormones, but I was really scared to say, I can help you with your hormones, even though I could, even though I then went and I studied and I read up a bit and I had enough information to help them with that. But I was like, but they don't know me as that. And they, they just know me as somebody who helps them with weight loss. So I need to stay with that. Like that's my identity. So I think it's really important for you, whatever stage you're at to let yourself experiment and let yourself evolve. And really I had to go with my gut. My gut was saying, this is your next step. This is what the women are going through. This is what they're suffering through. You know, just go and do what you need to do and come back and say, right, I'm going to help you with your hormones. Right. Right. I love that. It's, it's kind of hard to deny when they're all coming to you for the same request that clearly the universe is sending you a message. You're meant to evolve into this next level. You, where you're not just helping them lose weight. You're truly connecting it with how to help them with their hormones. Yeah. And knowing that you had to be willing to evolve is, I, I love that you say that because that is one of the things when I went through IIN, I felt like, you know, for any of us who went through IIN, we all know Joshua and Joshua was like, you have to be specific. You have to choose a niche. And I was always like, no, but I want to help everybody with everything. And it's hard because you feel like when you make that decision that it's set in stone. And something that our coach told me that I will never forget. She said, Nicole, this is not a tattoo on your face. Yes. And I went, Oh, it's just something you start, whatever you choose initially is what you know enough to help somebody with start helping them and then see what else comes just like you did see what else comes your way. And when people start to come to you for requests, that's the universe nudging you in that direction. Next, you just have to be open to evolving and and becoming that next level person. Absolutely. Being completely open and I know we all had this fear around niching down because I, I can, in theory, we can help everybody. Right. Right. And I think part of the reason I was scared to, you know, specialize or really hone it in was because with hormones, especially there's so many symptoms, right. And so many different symptoms. So it almost felt like I can help everybody. I can help the one with night sweats and I can help the one with stubborn weight and I can help the one with acne and I can help the one with digestive issues and I can help the one 
with uh, joint pain. I can help the one with lack of energy. It, they all seem like different women to me when actually they were all suffering from the same root cause. And when I did that, when I made my message more specific, instead of addressing, I would send out emails one time addressing weight loss, one time addressing low energy, one time addressing acne, one time addressing chronic headaches. And so I was actually addressing 50 different women mm-hmm. in each email. And even though they all might have, you know, you know, they might have headaches, they might have low energy, they might have joint pain. It, it wasn't really hitting true. It, it just seemed like a general issue. Like a, everybody has joint pain. Everybody has headaches. But when I started saying hormones and when I started like bringing it really specifically, like this is what I'm going to help you with, the open rate of my emails went through the roof and the response was completely different and the engagement was completely different because then I was like, oh yeah, I think it's my hormones. And even if she knows that she's tired and she's got headaches and she's got all these things, when I sort of bundled it up for her and I was like, this is what I'm going to focus on. And then I finally did what Joshua and all our coaches have been telling us for years and years. When I finally did that, my worry that I'm not going to be able to help as many people as I wanted actually ended up being that I'm helping more people than I ever thought. Yeah. 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 I love that. And, and it's so true when you get really specific, I just did a training two nights ago on this. I, and I compared it to when I was a math teacher. And I said, you know, because sometimes I think thinking outside of the box or using an analogy outside of actual health coaching to help you understand is at least in my brain, it's helpful. And I said, you know, if I just said I want to help people with math, I get all kinds of different people that wanted all kinds of different things. But if I got really specific and said, I help people who struggle with proofs in geometry, and I help you nail the theorems, the corollaries, the postulates, and the definitions that you need to know to master those proofs boom, then people feel like I'm talking directly to them. Because if they have that pain point of not knowing how to do proofs, which I'm sure we all remember from high school geometry proofs, I love them. But if I if I say specifically what I'm helping with, then people feel like you're talking directly to them. Yeah. And that piques their curiosity enough to go, I'm going to, like you said, your, your open rates increase yeah. dramatically in your email, because all of a sudden, they want to see what's in that email, because yeah. you're talking to them. Yes. Yeah. That's a great analogy, by the way, completely. And it was as if I was, I was fighting with myself. Like I was being stubborn with myself. Like, why don't you just go with it? Just go with the hormones. That's what they want you, you know, that's what they want help with. Like, what are you, why are you holding yourself back? And I think the biggest obstacle for me was I was worried that I didn't know enough. I was worried that, you know, if they're going to come at me with a question that I wouldn't know how to answer, but The reality is I had struggled with the same thing and I had actually taken myself through the process of healing my hormones naturally. And I was like, I've done it. Like I know how to help them. And you only need to be a few steps ahead of your clients. And I'm learning, I'm still learning as I go along and I'm letting myself learn as I go along. And I'm letting myself not have all the answers and I'm letting myself when a question comes up, you're like, right, that's something I need to look up. I need to study. That's something I need to know more about. Yeah. And clients really appreciate that. They really appreciate you being honest and open if there's something you're not sure about. And obviously, like I said, when you, when you are coaching, coach around something you've personally experienced. Because whenever I say, you know, when I used to have night sweats or when I used to suffer from this, it's like all ears. They all, more than sort of the 
the nitty gritty nuts and bolts of what's happening. It's right. How did you, how did you change this? How did you yeah. get through this? What is it that you, so you mean, so then you mean you did this for three months and then your, your symptoms were all gone. So if I do what you did for three months, will I be, will I feel great? Will I feel different? So always come at it with something that you have personally experienced. Right. Yeah. I think that makes a huge difference because not only are you on the other side of it, so you're an inspiration for them because they go, oh my gosh, she had the same problems as me and now she's better because yeah. that's what they're looking to do is, is become that version of themselves that they see in you. But you also, you know, I think you're so in touch with their struggles that they, they really feel a connection to you because you can relate. You're like, yes, I had night sweats. Yes, I, you know, whatever it is that they're going through, you can speak to it. Versus somebody who, in, in my comparison for this that I always use is, if you know, if you're looking to give up alcohol and you're an alcoholic, you don't want to get help from the person who's never drank a drop in their life. You right. might want to be at that point where they're at, where you're not drinking alcohol, but they don't understand your struggles. They don't understand why you drank. They don't understand why it's hard for you not to drink. But somebody who's been an alcoholic, who's hit rock bottom and now is sober, yeah. that's the person you want helping you through it because they exactly. get what you're struggling with. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They get it. And through my own process and through my process of evolving my, my work, then as a result, I had to really figure out then what they were suffering through. Cause I didn't have every single hormonal symptom. I didn't, wasn't going through every single problem, but I did something else that I was really hesitant to do before was to ask my audience, ask them, you know, I have a closed Facebook group and I, and I would like always post these really long, informative posts, you know, whether something around physical, you know, physical hormonal concern or something to do with mindset, because I always work in how mindset affects your health. Mm-hmm. And then one day I just had a download basically it was like, just make one of those posts, you know, that just have a colored background, like instead mm-hmm. of just giving something fancy with a beautiful photo, right? Just something really simple. And I think that question was how many of you do you, do you suffer from night sweats or stubborn weight or, or which one is the hardest, which, what are you struggling with more? And I just posted this question and it was like a hundred comments. And usually I get like nothing. I'll get like five likes, six likes. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know inflammatory foods. We know, yeah, this is not good for us. We know. But when I asked them specifically, how are you feeling and what are you struggling with more? And I've been doing it periodically ever since, like every, every two weeks, at least I'm asking a question where I have them come back at me with an answer. This has been huge figuring out like, what is it that they're struggling with more? And then this has been a really great way for me to then create a relationship with them. So the women who answer, you know, I'm private messaging them and saying, you know, thank you for messaging me. I see that you're struggling with night sweats at this time or sugar cravings or whatever it is I happen to be asking. And as somebody who's more of an introvert, I'm very introverted. Starting up conversations doesn't come very easily to me. And just posting these questions gave me the data that I needed. Like this is what they're struggling with. And it opened a way for me, an easy way for me to be able to start conversations with potential clients. Because they're identifying themselves. Yes. They're self-selecting. They're yeah. saying, yes, I yeah. deal or I struggle with this or this or both. And it yeah. gives you a perfect reach out opportunity to then say. And I didn't do that for the longest time because I was, I felt like it was an intrusion or I felt like I don't want to like 
intrude on their space and ask them like to do something for me, like to actually have to take time and answer a question for me when actually that was like the first thing they jumped on yeah. more than any other post or, or information that I was giving. It was these questions that like, like you said, it would just hit a paintball. Like, yes, that's me, me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, people like talking about themselves. Yes. They like talking about their challenges yep. and they like personal attention. Yes. And that checks all three of those boxes. And then they're going to get personal. They're not in your group because they, they have nothing better to do. Yes. They're there for a reason. And when there are things that you are addressing that can truly serve them, they're happy to participate. They're happy to self-select. And I think it probably feels really good to them that you're paying some extra attention by reaching out to them and saying, saw that you're struggling with this. What can I do to support you? Yeah, they, this has been, I mean, this is something I've only done recently and I wish I had done earlier. Getting over this, my own fear of intruding on somebody's space. They love it. Whenever I send somebody a private message, like, oh, thank you so much for reaching out. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. I didn't realize that you saw my comment on this post. People love it. And so, again, it's part of the, the evolution. This is not something I would have dreamt of doing seven years ago. Seven years ago, I was like, right, just me and my mailers. And you know, there's going to be a distance. It's private. Right. The online I hide behind it. Hide behind it. Yep. Um, but it's, there, are, there are ways, even if you're an introverted coach like me, there are ways to still push through that so that you can create relationships that are going to eventually, obviously, you're going to work with these people. You're going to impact them. You're going to change their lives. And for me, this was really important because it got me away from that salesy feeling where I would create a relationship first and whether they wanted to have then a discovery call with me or sign up for a free class or work with me, I had that relationship. Right. And it was really important because then I would hear within the community, oh, she's really great at answering everybody's messages. Oh, she's really great at just helping out just for the sake of helping out. Oh, she's, it's not just about the money for her, you know, and I know we were in business. It is about the money, but you don't want to have that reputation, right? You don't want, you don't want to come across as I'm just doing all this because I want to build my business. No, I'm actually doing this because I want to have impact. And once I started sort of hearing these, this feedback, I the felt like, in the group. The, yeah. <laughs> I, I felt really good. I felt like, right, this is, this is moving the way that I need it to move. Yeah. Well, cause then your actions feel validated because you're hearing that people really appreciate it and feel supported with it. And I love that you use this word like multiple times just now relationship. Yeah. And you also use the word salesy. And I think those two are completely separate from each other. When you understand that if it's about the relationship and your true intent to serve and help people, there's no salesiness that's a part of it at all. And when, the, like, I like to say the two types of sales are relational and transactional. If you make it transactional, then yeah, you're going to be pushy and you're going to be trying to sell people things that they don't need. Yeah. But when you focus on building the relationship, you get to know that person and you genuinely know what they need and how to serve them and how to help them because you're in touch with who they are and why they're there. And then it's really easy then when it's time to say, right. Do you want to work with me? Do you want to sign up for my program? Here's how I can help you. That whole ickiness that I used to have before mm -hmm. is not there anymore because I know like I've, I've invested time. We've been messaging each other for maybe 10 days, maybe two weeks now. So I'm, you know, we're trying to get to know each other. I'm trying to see if 
I can help you. I'm trying to see if you are ready to help yourself more than anything. And all right, here we go. We've been chatting and this is as far as I can take you with this chat. Would you like to sign up? And then it just feels fine. Whether they sign up or not, feels good. And I love that you said that too, because I think the biggest thing is when we feel like we have provided such massive value, yep. then we don't feel bad about saying, let's take it to the next step. Like, are you ready to work together? When you show up time and time again, and you're, you're participating in my group and the free resources, and we've had a conversation, then I know you're here for the right reasons. And it, like you said, it's just a matter of time before you say, okay, it's time that we work together now. That's why they're there. They're there to receive all the great information you give them in your group about balancing their hormones. And there is going to come a time where they're going to go, she cares so much about me. It's time for me to care enough about myself to take that step forward and work with her. Exactly. And then you get the best clients that way, right? You get the ones who are so committed and who are really, really ready to do whatever it takes to heal themselves. And having having these relationships before you offer your program or before you make a sale gets you really good at also deciding who you're going to make the offer to, to start with. It's become really obvious to me, the ones who are just like, no matter what I say, they have an objection. No matter what angle I come at it to help them, it's like, no, nothing. No, I'm not doing that. No, I don't think I can do that. No, I don't want to do it. It's like, no, 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 no. And then red you're flag, like, red flag, red flag, red flag. Exactly. <laughs> All these red flags. Yeah. So then if because before when you're first starting out, you want, you're going to, you work with anybody and I've worked with anybody just because I needed to build my business. And in my gut, I knew that this person wasn't really the right fit. I didn't know then just because of lack of experience that I even had the option to say no to a potential client. I felt, I felt like I'm, if I'm helping somebody with their health. Then I'm obligated to say yes. I have to say yes to everybody who wants to change their health and and clients would disappear and they would, or just not show up, not show up in a, whether it was a group program or one-on-one. And I was like, where's the problem? And then I have to remind myself, no, when you were having that, you had that discovery call, you had a nagging feeling that I was like, mm, I don't know if she's really going to do anything. But I would tell myself, no, 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 but I'm going to help her, but I'm going to help her push through right. her resistance and I'm going to get her there. And it never did like the ones where I allowed them to join a program, but in the back of my mind, I had doubts, none of them made it through. So now it's when you sort of build that muscle also, cause I'm not feeling icky around sales in general anymore. So then I'm also really confident and I don't, I don't feel like I'm missing out when there's one that I say, right, why don't you just take my free challenge and right. Let's check in in a couple of months. It feels so empowering too, when you know that, like you said, when we first start out, we're taking on everybody because we're building a business. And I think it's really valuable. Take on everybody because you're going to learn who you do and do not want to work with. And you need to have a connection to the people that you maybe didn't have a good experience with. So the next time you get somebody on a call and they're maybe saying some of the similar things, it's like, "Eh, I'm going to look at this a little bit differently this time. You know, I'm seeing it with a different lens because I took somebody on like that before and it just didn't feel right. And you need to learn that by doing. And then when you get to say no on it, and it's never a harsh, like, I don't want to work with you. But like you said, why don't you start with my free program? And I think that'll be a good place for you to start. Yeah, that feels really empowering. And then, you know, you're choosing people because they're really ready to work with you and you enjoy your experience in working with them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's. It has, it has definitely come a long way from, from when I've started. And I think 
it's something really important to remember if, if any of you are still starting out that it's going to look so different in two years, five years, seven years, but just really allow yourself allow yourself to grow, allow yourself to be in a space like this where Nicole is, is, is coaching you, you know, allow yourself to be coached. Something that I have not stopped since the day I started was just to have a coach for anything, whatever it is I felt I needed. So it's been seven years. I started with IAN, all the coaches in IAN. And then from the day I graduated, I was being coached on something. So whether it was, I wanted to learn more about cleanses and detoxes so I found somebody who was focused on that so I could really be knowledgeable about that and then it was right I need to actually when it hit me that I'm a businesswoman I was like right I need help to build my business so I'm getting coaching around that everything so it never stops and you just have to keep identifying what it is you need help with just like your clients they they need help with their health at this particular point in their life what is it that you need help with whether it's your, you know, professional life or personal life or whatever it is. And that's all going to spill into your work. All of it is going to spill into your business. It's going to spill over into the way that you deal with your clients. And then obviously how you're going to build your business. None of it. I took, I think I took eight months off where I wasn't coaching with any coach on nothing, no business or personal development, no health, nothing. And that was the time that I didn't, I didn't grow. I didn't do horribly in my business, but I didn't grow. I just, I plateaued completely. And I felt myself, I wasn't inspired anymore. Like I wasn't, I was like sort of just going through the motions, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, but not in a way that I was like, I get up every morning and I can't wait to do it. So it's so, so, so important. And I know that I, there's no way I would be where I am today in my business if I hadn't invested in myself and invested in all of these coaches, like just one after the other after the other to help me get to where I am now. It's so, so, so key. Absolutely key. I 100% agree. I would not be where I am if it weren't for coaching. I totally agree with you that there will never be a time in my business where I will not be coached. There will always be something that I need to learn and grow in. And I can't imagine why I would ever want to stop learning and growing. Cause when I do that, I show up as a better coach for my clients and I owe that to them. I owe that to myself. I owe that to them. I owe it to my business to make sure I'm doing what I can to show up as my best. And that means me having a coach to hold me accountable and, and grow and learn. And the amazing thing about that is that your clients, the ones who, even if they're not working directly with you, but they're just following you, they're part of your community, they see that growth. So I've had clients from six years ago work with me again now because they're like, you're not the, you're not the same coach you were six years ago. So I want to see what you're up to. I want to, I want to learn from you know, what you're learning. I want to see what you've added. And so it's great. The ones who are watching, if you're truly going through, you know, doing your own work, they're going to see it and they're going to feel it and they're going to want to keep working with you. And older ones are going to jump back on, even though, you know, they've, they've transformed their health. They're doing really great, but they see you've added another layer to your life, to your work. Yep. And you're infusing that into everything that you're doing. So then, you know, their interest is peaked again. So they're going to come back again and they want to see right. You've grown. Show me how to grow also. I love that. And you're right. It's the people I had a conversation with one of my clients the other day. She was like, how do I get new people from, you know, I want to, I want to reach out to a bunch of new people. I said, have you reached out to your old people? Yeah. 
the people that you've worked with in the past already liked you for a reason. They had an experience with you. You've now evolved. Just like you said, you've now evolved. You are a different person. And if they bought from you once, there's a much better chance they're going to buy from you again than somebody brand new off the street who you've never talked to. And when we are constantly growing and evolving in our own process, like you said, they see that in us and they see more opportunity to learn more from us because we're constantly in that process. And it's, it's really more than us just being health coaches. We are, you know, we're leading our community. So it's our responsibility as leaders to show up as women who are evolving. They don't want to see somebody who is still saying the same thing. I mean, obviously there's things in, in health that you're going to be saying over and over and over again, but they want to see that you have changed from seven years ago. They want to see, right, what is she bringing that is new and different, whether through her programs or whether how she's just evolved. Like I never used to do video, for example. So this has been something really new for me this past year. And now I'm doing video regularly. And so, you're so good at it. I was petrified. <laughs> so it's just it, we're saying that, by the way, I love that you're saying you're an introvert and you never used to do video. And like you're showing us right here in, in real time how you've chosen to grow and put yourself in these uncomfortable spots of learning and doing new things. Yeah, it was really important to, to push myself. And then it was just that new thing that I that I did this year. I don't know what it is, what it's going to be next year. But for the time being, this is the new thing. And this is the thing that has grown my community. And it's the thing that's making me show up more of a leader. So you, if you're going to show up as a leader, then you better be doing the work yeah. of a leader. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I, I always take it as a compliment when people are like, you are so not the same person that you were two years ago, three years. Yeah. I'm like, good. Thank you. Yes. I hope that's always the case because if you're not growing, then you're staying still, you're stagnant, you're, you're dying, you're not doing anything. And I think that that's such a big realization that I had a couple of years ago, once I did realize how important it was to have a coach. And the other thing I think is, and I know you and I've talked about this before, I have a hard time talking to people about why they need a coach. If I don't have my own, right? Like, I'm not walking the walk. What, what, why am I not working with a coach? If I'm telling somebody else that they need one, we all have something that we could be working on that can provide value to our life. And I feel so much stronger just from a sales perspective when I'm talking to somebody about needing a coach, knowing I have one of my own. Definitely. I have one or two of my own. I have had one. I'm going to keep having one. It's, it's really important that they see that you're, you're as much a work in progress as they are. Yeah. Yeah. And you're always willing to do what it takes to show up as the best coach for them. I think that's the biggest thing is I want to keep showing up as the best that I can for you because that's what you've hired me for. And that's what I feel very, you know, strongly about that. I'm, I'm doing right by you by making sure I'm always growing and evolving. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. So something you said earlier, I want to ask you about it. It's the relationship part, which I am such like, this is my thing. This is my entire platform of sales is it needs to be about the relationship. And I think that that sometimes, especially early on in our business, is hard to embrace and understand and really believe in when we're not seeing the immediate results. Because relationships take time. You're not going to get, like, you don't, you know, from a dating analogy, you don't meet a guy and get married that night. Right. You, You get to know each other. There's a relationship building part of that. And sales is so much about, you know, just like dating and, and relationships, 
what could you say or how could you speak to the people who are getting frustrated because they're not seeing the immediate results? And you and I both know, just, just keep going, just keep going because it's eventually going to just blow up. I don't know what the, what the right way to say it is, but it's hard when you're still, like you said, the new people who are in it. What, what could you say to that? I, I mean, you won't believe when I first got the instruction at IIN to create a Facebook, just a business page. I went and I did it because I'm, you know, a really good student. And I'm going to do everything you tell me to do. And I created the page and like this was seven years ago, right? And this was the way to become known back then. Like there wasn't really Instagram. It was, you're going to set up a newsletter that you're going to send out and you're going to create a Facebook business page. And this is how you're going to announce to the world that you are now a health coach and start getting clients. And I was like, right. So I made the Facebook page, created my name. They had given us the logos and everything back then. And then I put some posts on it, but I didn't make it public. I didn't share it with any of my friends. I was petrified. Literally, I would just sat there on my computer and just like stared at it for three days. <laughs> and then finally, I was like, All right, this has to happen. I pressed make public or invite friends or whatever it was that made it official. And then I slammed my laptop shut and I ran out of the room and I'm like, this is not happening. I'm not doing it. And this it. is where it was going to go to like all your friends and family too, not just like to your... Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, it yeah. was just like, I'm out there officially yeah. announcing myself yeah. as a health coach. And yeah. I remember it was so scary. It was so petrifying. But the advice was you have to keep showing up and you have to keep posting every day and you have to keep just they're They're going once you're there, once they know that you're there, they need to they need you basically to keep bringing them back. Like, why? Why should they come to your page? Why should they follow you? And so even though I was getting zero beyond like my family or friends, oh, congratulations, so nice, you're a health coach, blah, 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 blah. There was nothing. And I remember I spent the first three months just, I made a schedule of what I was going to post every single day, three times a day. And I just did that. I'm just going to post. I'm just going to post. I'm just going to show up. I'm just going to be in their face. (laughs) They open up Facebook, they're going to see something from me. And it was that consistency. Like there was no magic bullet. There was nothing. It was just showing up every single day, even when there were zero likes on my posts. And obviously zero likes means zero comments, zero engagement. Right. I just kept doing that. I kept doing it over and over and over and over and over. And then at one point I went to sort of like a networking event, an in-person thing and then I had a little table and I was like, right, this is how I'm going to start getting names for my newsletter list. Like I didn't, I didn't even have an opt-in or anything. I was like, let me just collect names so I can have something. No, leave that. Yeah. Just give me your email. I'll put you in. So I remember I got 26 names that day and I was like, oh my God, now I have 26 people on my newsletter list. I have to send out a newsletter. Every and, one. <laughs> and so I started sending one out every week to 26 people for like four months. I just had 26 people. Until I finally figured out, right, I need an opt-in. But at this time, I had started looking into what other coaches are doing. I was like digging into, right, how do I create an opt-in? I was getting the coaching. How do I create an opt-in? How do I get people on my list? And then just posting. I wasn't doing any videos or anything back then. I was just posting, 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 posting. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's all there is. Now, obviously, we have video. Mm-hmm. Now we have Instagram. Like I think you have to figure out where your audience is hanging out. I'm on Instagram, but I find that my audience is still mostly on Facebook. 
so I'm focused on Facebook and now we know that face that videos are a lot more effective than just the post. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm doing more videos. But honestly, I only started doing videos the past year, year and a half, like those first five years, it was just me being completely consistent with my Facebook posts right. over and over and over and over. And my newsletter, like my newsletter has gone out at least once a week, every single week for the past seven years. And sometimes more than more than once a week. Wow. When do you write your emails? You so I have, I have a schedule that I, I try to stick to, but it's sort of been really thrown off the past couple of months, obviously with my family being home and everything, but I will write, I coach on Mondays. So Mondays are the day I do my calls for my groups. I don't do one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore. I transitioned from that last summer. Mm -hmm. So I will have two, sometimes three groups running at the same time. So Mondays are the days that I go in and I do the, the Q and a slash, you know, the call, the teaching video for them. And then Tuesday is the day that I then schedule all my social media posts for the week. If I have enough time, I might do two weeks at a time. And Wednesday is my coaching day. So I have a call with my mastermind coach. Thursday is the day that I write emails. And Friday, I try not to do anything on Friday. I try to have like a three-day weekend. You got that really dialed in. I love it. Yeah. But I, like I said, it's, it's, it has been completely, I've just been trying to keep it together the past two months in ideal circumstances. That's what my schedule looks like. Right. So what I have so many questions and I, I just, I love all this. Cause I think it's always helpful just to have our eyes on how somebody else does things so that we see like, Oh, okay. That's how she has her, you know, system set up and her routine set up. And one of the things I heard you say is you don't do one-on-one -on -one anymore. And I think eventually everybody does get to that point. But what would you say to somebody who wants to jump right into groups right away and skip over the one-on-one? -on -one? There's a lot of different reasons, but you know, some people are like, I don't want to, like, I'm afraid to sell something for that high price point, or, you know, I just want to do group because it's, but I know you and I both feel the same way about this. I think there's such tremendous value in working one-on-one -on -one with people. So what would you say to somebody that just wants to jump right into that? Because it took you a while to get to the point of just doing group. Well, yes, but believe it or not, I was doing groups alongside my one-on-one -on -one very early on. Right. So the, the groups were more of the really, really easy work. It was just like doing a 14-day detox with a group, right. right? There was no, there was no deep work there. There was no looking at primary food. There was none of it. It was just like sign up. Here's a meal plan. Do it for 14 days, and I did that in groups. So. That was, it was easy. It, it wasn't like how I'm doing my groups now. So my groups now are combination of emotional work, mindset work, plus the physical work. It is, it's almost like I'm coaching them one-on-one, -on -one, but within a group setting. Right. But I wasn't able to do that. I wasn't able to create a more integrative group program mm -hmm. um, until I had done all the one-on-one. -on -one. So the one-on-one -on -one basically gave me the coaching skills. So the skills I'm using in my group now, the questions that I need to ask them, knowing sort of their patterns, like I know where they're going to be at the beginning. I know what they're going to ask me two weeks in. I know what they're going to ask me six weeks in. I know at what point the obstacles and the resistance are going to come in. And the reason I know that is because I got all of that from the one-on-one -on -one coaching. I was able to collect and sort of, you know, all it was data working with one-on-one -on -one clients and patterns more than anything that the patterns are really important for you to be able to 
anticipate what your group is going to need and anticipate what they're going to be, you know, excited about, worried about where they're going to suddenly be, you know, getting results. And then at what point are they going to disappear because they're afraid of doing something you're asking them to do? All of that, I was able to pull that together from my one-on-one coaching, right? I would not have been able to get that, even though I was doing those groups at the same time, but you don't, you don't get those kinds of details from those groups because the, the purpose of the group is really different anyway. So when you're running an easy 14 day or even like 28 day cleanse or detox, you, there's patterns there too, but you're not talking one-on-one with these people every week. You're not really understanding their pain points and you're not really understanding, especially for women, what those triggers are, you know, especially when it comes to eating, like when the trigger comes and how she reacts to it. And then you really, really develop your coaching skills. You really develop your listening skills mm-hmm. by having one-on-one clients. I, there was no way that I got that from, from my groups. Yeah. Thank you for, for answering that. Cause I know that that's a bit, I understand it because I was a teacher for so long. And so I know after 15 years as a math teacher, I was such a better teacher, my third, fourth, fifth, sixth year in, because I, I sat with kids and, or I gave a quiz and went, oh my God, how did they all miss the same question? The question was so cut and dry. I didn't, and I needed to understand where, like you said, where were they going to get stuck? Where were they going to not understand things? And until I worked one-on-one with a lot of them and really understood what their struggles were, I wasn't able, I, I was still, I worked hard. I cared. I was a good teacher. It just wasn't as sub. It wasn't as, as impactful as it could have been until I really understood what their needs were by having that connection with them and seeing where they were getting stuck on things. You, you literally start to read your clients before they even say anything. Yep. You literally start to, like, I know, and even in a group, I can now from, from their posts, from their comments, I can using my intuition because I've heard, I've heard these things before from other clients. I know what she really means. Like she might be writing something or asking a question and it might seem like something, but I I actually know like there's, there's another question there. There's another meaning there. And that wouldn't have happened without all the one-on-one. And I did a lot of one-on-one. Yeah. Well, and like you said, it's feedback, it's data, it's market research. You're understanding how, when you are willing to do that much one-on-one, Yes, you're getting paid and you're working with people and you're transforming lives, which is the whole point, but you're becoming a better coach because of how intimately you understand each individual. And when you have those intimate connections, you're able to serve the group in such a stronger way because you truly understand individually what they're going through. I mean, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, now I've heard 17 times the same thing. I know I can pinpoint why that happens now. And I can speak to the group in a way that really serves them because I'm so clear on it from having that one-on-one connection. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So the other thing I heard you say, and I just want to take a minute to point this out because I said, you know, how do you talk to somebody who's so focused on why aren't my clients coming now? I'm building relationships, but, but nothing's happening. There were two words that you said. One of them was consistency. Yeah. And the other one, and I don't know if you actually said it like this, but you, you implied it through what you were saying. It's the faith in, I, I, to me, those are the two biggest things. Are you willing to stay consistent? Even when things aren't going your well, uh, your way, are you willing to keep the faith? Is this your dream because it's really your dream or is it your dream until things get hard? Yeah. 
is it your dream until things get challenging? Because then I would have to go back to, well, then is it really your dream if you're not willing to go through some of the mud and some of the hard stuff that's going to come up? And ultimately, if you've made a decision and no matter what, that this is happening, then you are willing to be consistent and show up with your three posts a day, even when nobody's liking and nobody's commenting. It's like, okay, my mom might be the only one who's commenting on this, but I'm going to keep, because that was me. My first like seven webinars, I was like, well, the day my mom becomes my ideal client, I'm in luck because she shows up for everything, but nobody else is showing up. And I just kept going. And it, it seemed crazy sometimes. I'm like, what am I still doing? Yeah. If no, is anybody really listening? Yeah. And then, you know, like you said, that one day you get something, you're like, oh, she's listening. And mm-hmm. oh, so-and-so is listening. And they just start showing up and it, it creates a momentum that I think helps you really see that it's been building this whole time. You just have to stick it out. It, it literally, I mean, I still have days now where I wonder if anybody's listening, if anybody's following, if anybody's there, but they are. And, and the thing is, they're also going to check out as soon as you do. So I always have to remind myself of this. They're, they're ready for whatever. They very much have that shiny object. What do you call it? Shiny object? Shiny object syndrome. Syndrome, right? So you always have to sort of be that shiny object all the time. Like yeah. you consistently have to show up for them as that. And definitely there was a lot of faith. And I would add when I realized that there was only so much I could do on my own, then I had to add, I had to add the coaching in there. So I had to add the consistency, faith, but right. I also need help. Yeah. So there was always a point where like, I'm doing what I need to be doing. Yes, I'm consistent. Yes, this is my dream. And yes, I'm going to just keep doing what I need to do. But you know what? There's somebody who's already done it and they've done it really well and maybe faster. So you know what? Come and help me. Here's what I'm doing. Where are my blind spots? So I can keep doing what I'm doing in a better way. Yeah. Well, and I I love that you pointed that out again too, because that is one of the biggest things is I wouldn't have stayed as consistent as I was if I didn't have a coach, if I didn't have that personal accountability to check in with each week and Trust me, and I know you know this, my coach has picked me up from the floor. I mean, not literally, but like, I'm like, you know what, that's it. I'm d- I mean, there are times where you're like, I'm ready to just throw in the towel. But when you have hired somebody to support you through this process, they'll pull you out of it when you're ready to give up and they'll remind you why you're doing it. And that is so, it's just, it's priceless to me because I, I see where the consistency and the faith is so important, but it's not always possible to do it on your own. And then, I mean, it's not possible at all. Yeah. And as, you know, new business owners, there's only so much we know anyway. So you need somebody who's been doing it longer than you have, who knows how to get the results to then come in and say, right, here's how we're going to, here's a couple of shortcuts, right? Here's a couple of things that, you know, that can save you four months of posting to crickets. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So it's very important to be open to the coaching, follow the coaching. So there's no point in in hiring a coach and then not doing what they're saying. So have faith in the coach, have faith in the process. You have to take your faith to another level, but that was all I did. Like I didn't, I, I believe it or not, I haven't spent money on Facebook ads. I haven't done maybe like once I experimented with that, but I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything like that's a secret or that's like crazy. It's just literally been, I'm still doing the same things today that I was doing seven years ago. I'm still posting. 
three times a day. I'm sending out my newsletter at least once a week, sometimes twice or three times if I'm launching. I've added a group in the past couple of years. I didn't have that at the very beginning, but the group was also kind of quiet. I wasn't really sure how to post in a group. I would just sort of copy paste what was on my business page just that I would be consistent. So even if I wasn't, if I was stuck, I was like, I don't know how to engage this group. I would post something so that they would still know that I was there. Right. And then I started doing these videos and then I just started, once I got really clear that I'm moving into hormones, then that made my messaging a lot easier. So instead of just trying to like talk to all these women, I'm talking to a very specific group of women, but honestly I'm doing in terms of the process, it's exactly the same as it was seven years ago. I love that you said that. Cause I think that that's so that's the other thing that I notice a lot of people doing is talk about squirrel brain or shiny object syndrome. It's like, well, let me go in this direction. Let me go in this direction. Let me go to, well, unless you're consistently applying yourself to something, how do you really know if it worked or if it didn't, you know, you can't just try it for four days and go, well, that didn't work. No, no. How do you know? And like you said early on, you chose a platform and stayed consistent there. Yeah. And I think that that's a big piece of it too, is you don't need to be everywhere. I mean, Gary Vee says be on everything on earth, but I just don't think that that's realistic. And I think you're going to spread yourself thin and then people aren't going to feel like you're truly in it and connected to them, which goes back to what you said about building relationships and your people need to know that you're there. Nobody's going to care about it more than you do. No, no, I've, I've been on Facebook, focusing on Facebook the past year, I'm, I'm on Instagram and, and still navigating Instagram. I can't say that, I, that it's my platform just mm-hmm. yet. But it's, for example, that's where I can see we're not being consistent is, is not working for me. I'm yeah. not as consistent on Instagram. So I need to sort of maybe, if I decide, like Instagram is my dream, like Instagram is the next thing for me, I probably haven't made that decision yet. That's Mm -hmm. probably why. But when I do, then it's going to have to be that consistency, that persistence, that faith that I applied to Facebook in order to grow that. Right. Yeah. I think that that's the the biggest thing with, you know, the platforms you're choosing to be on. You've got to, like you said, the results will speak for themselves. Yeah. You know, if you're not getting results, then maybe look at why you're not. And most of the time it makes perfect sense. Oh, I'm not putting in my focus on Instagram. So I'm not getting the results from there, but you have a thriving Facebook group that's going really well for you. So why leave that party when you've got a good thing going in there? Exactly. Yeah. And you've built the relationships. So I know we um, have talked a couple of times about identifying your ideal client's pain points. And, And to me, what stood out is when you started putting in well, I think early on you started to see it from your one-on-one coaching and you saw how those different pain points, I think you mentioned there were like 50 of them and they were all over the place. Well, I'm having this and I'm having this, but you yeah. saw a common denominator with all of them through that time. Is yeah. that something that you feel really helped you excel and move forward in your business once you were able to really identify that? Oh yeah. I mean, to the extent that I just changed the name of my program. So I had a three month program that was doing great. I just called it the 90 day program. And it was Mm -hmm. just a combination of nutrition, mental, emotional work. The content basically stayed the same, but I changed the name to the hormone reset program. And it was like, everybody wants to join this program. Like I the, the marketing and the selling of this, even though 
the, I, I obviously had to add in the hormonal pieces, like to teach the hormonal pieces. I had to tweak it a little bit, but it took me two days to tweak it. It was the same program. I just gave it a different name and it was incredible what happened with that. So instead of just saying it's a 90 day, what did I call it? Just the 90 day program. Like I had a 28 day program and I had a 90 day program. Right. Which could be anything now that I think about it. <laughs> like really? Right. Um, and then I just said, right, I'm going to call it the hormone reset program because by the end of it, when you apply the nutrition, the meal plans, the mindset work, the emotional pieces, you do reverse you do all of these hormonal symptoms. Mm-hmm. And I just changed it. I just said hormonal reset, hormone reset program. And that's it. And it spoke to them because you were so in touch with what they needed based on your work that you were doing in intimate sessions with them. And you named it something that you knew would pique their curiosity and make them go, I need that. Yeah. Even though I, I, I did not create a new program. Yeah. I love that. Just put a new name on it and there you go. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, so it's been seven years and it took you a couple of years to really feel like you were in it. A few years. I think it was my third year that I actually started to feel like I'm a business owner. Like I actually started to make enough money to feel like it's not, it's not just a, a hobby or I'm not just sort of like slaving away every day for nothing. That was like by year three. Okay. Middle to end of year three. So it took a good two and a half to three years of me just doing the same thing every single day, but not really making any money. I was, I, there was impact. I was building my reputation for sure. So I was building a presence on Facebook. Like people knew she's a health coach and I was growing my, my Facebook page. I was getting, I mean, right now I've got something like 30,000 followers on my business page and all of that was built. Like I was building followers, they weren't signing up necessarily to my programs, but I was building up that community and I was building up that whole, you know, they know you and like you and trust you factor. And then in my third year is when the sales really started to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I so appreciate you sharing that and being just very transparent with that because I think on social media, we follow people and it is implied, not by everybody, but in certain, in certain ways by certain people that, you know, once you start, you'll just have overnight success or it's easy and you'll be in the flow. And and it's like, I feel like a lot of people make themselves wrong if they don't have quick success. It's like going to Vegas and seeing somebody hit the jackpot and being like, Oh, I want that for myself. Well, that doesn't happen. Could it happen? Does it happen? Yeah. Yeah. But I think it gives us a false sense of where we should be in our business. And I know I work with a lot of people who just are making themselves wrong and thinking something's wrong with what they're doing because they're not having an overnight success. But you've been doing it for seven years and the first couple didn't necessarily, and I love that you said you were making impact. I was definitely making an impact. I was definitely becoming known for what I do. I was definitely an innovator, but I was making sales, but I mean, really, I think I was making $5,000 a year, (laughs) like not really sales. Right. But, but it was, I, I feel, I feel the results of all of that hard work now. Right. I'm feeling it now. I'm, the, the time and effort that I invested when I felt like nobody was listening to me is paying off now. 
That's exactly, I think what it is, is you just got to get through the mud and the hard times when you feel like nobody's listening, but at the same time, you know, you're having an impact. And, and I think that's what you can rest on is knowing that you set out to become a health coach because you wanted to help people change and transform their lives by giving them information that they didn't otherwise have access to. Yeah. Well, until you're actually feeling like you have consistent income coming in, that doesn't mean you're still not having an impact. That doesn't mean you're still not helping people. And what I love to say, actually, Liz in our, in one of our coaching programs that we're in said this one, I just love Liz, like talk about somebody who's going to whip you into shape. She said, everybody should be coaching somebody. Every single person should be coaching somebody right now. And if you've never coached somebody before, then you go out and you find three or four amazing people that you know, and say, I want to coach you for free in exchange for testimonials and referrals. And you start coaching and it builds your confidence and it helps you feel like you really are making the impact that you set out to make. And then you're building the momentum and the rest starts to, you know, it's the money is an energetic byproduct of the beautiful work that we do. And if you're committed to the work, you've made a decision and you're willing to consistently show up, it's inevitable. The universe is going to support you with that. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. This is so, so helpful, Dana. I love it. So what I'm hearing is consistency. Yeah. The faith slash decision. Coaching. Mm -hmm. And relationships, building relationships and focusing on that. Would you say those are like your four biggest things? I would add evolving. Hmm. Let yourself evolve. Don't let yourself get stuck with, with one thing, but definitely all of those. Right. Yeah. Right. I love that. So anything else you would say to, Oh, here, let's see. Zaria said, um, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle, which I love. Yes. I think that's so important. I'm just looking to see if there's questions. Oh, she said, I can't claim that one. I think it's Rachel Hollis. Zaria, I think you're right. I think it's Rachel Hollis. I think it's Gina DeVee. I think it's Oprah Winfrey. I think it's like a lot of people have probably said it in various forms, but it it doesn't matter. It's great advice no matter what. Like you can't look at Michael Jordan and say, I want to be him and then compare yourself to him the whole time because I mean, he's Michael Jordan, first of all, but he's got a lot of experience on you. And I think sometimes it's hard for us to remember. We're looking at people saying, I want to be that, but we're comparing ourselves with where we're at now with where they are. And that's, that's unfair to us. No, no, it's not. Because the people who are following you and the people who are people you're impacting are not thinking that they're following you. And there's a reason why they're attracted to you. And it's because you're you at this point in your life. Yep. So you have to acknowledge that and appreciate that first. Exactly. It's the number, it's the number one piece of sales advice that I would tell. I mean, as the sales coach, it's the first thing I tell everybody. It's what I preach from the mountaintops all the time. Cause it was the very first thing that was said to me, people are going to buy from you because they like you. Yeah. That's it. Bottom line. They're going to buy from you because they like you. There's something about you that they like. They, you have shown them something that they want for themselves. They see an opportunity to transform in a way that they know you can help them with. And to me, that's just the biggest thing when you're willing to be vulnerable and show up as you like you, I loved your story about slamming the computer shut when you posted, because I think that's a big thing for everybody too, is actually posting on your personal page or like where your friends and family or your cousins and everybody can see it. It's like, no, I just, I, I want to hide awful. from it. It was awful. No. It is. It's so, it's so awful. And, and I will tell you, uh, you know, as I was posting on my personal page, I was like, nobody's listening. People are probably just talking. People are probably like, who, who does she think she is or what? And you know what? I've gotten clients from it. 
Yeah. And it has opened up my, I remember the first time I got a message from somebody and I honestly had tears in my eyes. I was like, they're listening. They're listening. And I think when we consistently show up and just keep saying what we need to say, and we sound like a broken record and feel like a broken record, yep. it really <laughs> is having an impact. People are hearing yep. it. Yep. You know, whether they're liking it or commenting on it or not, they're listening. And that relationship side that you mentioned so many times is important because people buy from people. And yes. so when you build a relationship and you're willing to reach out and show how much you care, that's, that's something that builds that no like, and trust factor as well. Definitely. And you've done such a beautiful job of that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's, yeah. always, it's always going to be a work in progress, I believe. But just showing up, I mean, if I was just to say, you know, just to leave you with something, it would be just literally just wake up and show up for them every single day. Yep. If that means, you know, you're, you have you decided to schedule three posts a day or you're going to do a video like you and Nicole a few times a week, but whatever it is, just... Yeah commit to it and do it and just keep, keep showing up. Yep. That's, that's, that's literally what worked. That's it. You're yep. exactly right. Everything in my business changed once I made it, you know, I made a decision a long time ago, I was going to do this, but I was still kind of floundering. And then, like you said, I hired a coach, I made the commitment, I started to get, and once I really got consistent and committed to what I was like, my videos every week, everything changed. Yeah. everything changed. And it's because I changed. Yeah. I showed up differently. And that energy is felt by people. And it might not be felt right away. It might not be felt overnight. But when we show up to our party consistently, and we make the party fun in a place where people want to show up to, they will keep showing up and they are listening and they do care. Yeah, they do. I mean, I have had women who have been on my mailing list for five years say, okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've been following that too. Years. Yes, I've been following you for five years, and now I'm ready. Now so, I'm ready, and I I hadn't heard. I didn't know who she was. I'd never heard from her before. She'd never engaged with me before. Nothing. Yeah, but they they exist that way, and they're just. I've had a lot of those, and I find it amazing. Where like out of the, I'm like, where did you even come from? I've never had a conversation with you, but like, pay in full. Here you go. I'm ready. Let's do this. And I'm yeah. like, are are you? I don't sit there on a discovery call and say, are you sure? But you know, we want to ask all the right questions to make sure we want to take them on. I've had people who are like, no, I'm ready. No, how do I do it? No, how do I start? And I'm like, I have a couple more questions for you first. Cause you know, you just want to make sure, but it's, it's amazing when that does start happening and it will start happening if you do what exactly what you said, which is show up no matter what, wake up every day and show up because people are listening. They do care and they know that you care because you show up consistently for them. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I love that. I don't think we have, let me see. Oh yeah. Zaria said consistency, something I really didn't want to accept, but now have embraced. I'm more of an instant gratification person. I get it. Zaria. I think it's so easy to feel again, when we look at social media, it's easy to feel like it happens easily for everybody. It happens overnight for everybody. I'm doing something wrong. If I, Nope. Nope. You've just got to commit to that consistency and it is hard to embrace and it is hard to accept because that means you know, like my Nick at nights, I, I do those seven o'clock, three nights a week. There's plenty of nights where I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to do it tonight. Mm-hmm. I didn't give myself that choice. No, it's a non-negotiable. I show up and I do it and I bring my energy. I bring what I have to, you know, and if I was sick and I really needed it, like I give myself what I needed if, if I had to, but it's, that's my job. I have an appointment three nights a week at 7 PM and I show up for it just like I would for a client call or anything else. 
just you know? like if you, were, if you had a boss, right? And you were showing up for a job every single day. You're going to show up every single day. Right. Do what you need to do. Right. My boss said she wants me on Monday, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. So I listened to her because, you know, there's there's uh, I might lose my job if I don't do it. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love that. Oh, Dana, this has been so amazing and so helpful. I don't think we've had a lot of questions. People were just commenting, saying how much, you know, they, they really liked um, what you were saying and how helpful it is. This is, this has been, I just, I mean, I could sit and talk to you all night. I always love talking to you. So we need to schedule another zoom session soon. Um, but thank you so much for being here with us, for sharing everything that you know. And I just know I've been saying this a lot lately. We are walking permission slips for each other. And when we have somebody like you who shows up so powerfully in your business and does such an amazing job with your community and you're willing to come on here and share with us how you've done it and, and truly inspire us with what you're willing to share. It, it just means a lot. So thank you so, so much. You're so welcome. It was really, really my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here. I, I, I can't see who's here. I'll go back and check the group later, but yeah. thank yeah, you definitely. to all the ladies. Um, I hope that this was beneficial to you. Let me know if it's okay with Nicole. You guys have any more questions? I'd be happy to come back in and, and answer them for you. But this was great. Thank you so yeah. much. For having I me. always tell people because we have, um, you know, all the different time zones all over the world. I know you, Dana's from Egypt, just so you guys know, but you live in, in Canada now. Well, she gets it. She gets the time zone thing. But for the people who are in different time zones, it's like three in the morning their time right now. So I always say, if because I get a lot of people that watch the replay as well. Right. So like when they wake up the next day, they're watching the replay and they like to ask questions sometimes. So I know you're in our group. So if they, if that's okay, if they tag you in it when they have questions, um, awesome. please do. Please. Awesome. Yeah. I would love nothing more than to answer all your questions. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dana. And uh, I know it helped everybody and I know how amazing it was for you to be here um, just to show them what's possible for their lives and their businesses as well. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. And thank you, Nicole. And thank you, all the ladies in the group. Yes. Yes. All right, guys. This has been another amazing, successful evening of Nicole's speaker series here in the group. I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave your favorite takeaways and what you learned from Dana tonight, what you're willing to implement in your business and move forward with. Um, thoughts grow stronger when shared. So share what you learned tonight because I know how powerful that can be for everybody else as well. Thank you again, Dana, and I'm going to sign off. Good night, everybody, and I will see you all soon. All right, that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me, and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.